Hi, this is Jason Faisal. I'm the lead pastor at Casper Alliance Church, and this is Meet the Day. Uh, yesterday, I spent some time talking with you about uh, the Sermon on the Mount. It's what our church is going through right now, Casper Alliance Church here in Casper, Wyoming. And this is going to be part two. Part two, we look at this thing uh, where Jesus begins to address anger. and what, What's happening in your heart uh, when you get angry? And here, here's a great question, I think, for all of us. Um, have you ever called anybody a fool? Have you ever looked at somebody and said, man, you are a fool? Well, I have to admittedly say I have said that. In fact, I probably said that more in the last month or so than probably any time in my life. I have consumed way too much news lately, and it's, it's really stirring me up and making me frustrated. And uh, I, I don't hesitate sometimes when I watch the news and go, man, those people are crazy. What's happening out there? What's going on in our world? And I, I think what's going on is like a lot of us are feeling that same thing, where the tension of the world of today is starting to creep in to our mind and into our heart. And we're starting to get mad at people, frustrated at people, angry at people. And so here in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus begins to address these issues with the people who are following him. Now, remember, the Sermon on the Mount was one of Jesus's primary teachings. And as he started to gain fame and as he started to gain disciples, as he started to gain followers, he, he started he needed to address them and say, we are going to be this type of people. And this is how we're going to operate in this community that we're building. Now, remember yesterday, as I talked about the first kind of intro to the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus isn't interested in creating another community that's uh, based on behavior modification. It's he's not trying to create a bunch of rule followers. He's really trying to create a group of people who are so in love with him as the Messiah that, that their heart is completely oriented towards the person of him, Jesus Christ, and that all that they do, all that they say, all that they feel and think is, is aligned with how Jesus is teaching them. And so that it, it goes in the face of some of the things and some of the practices of the first century people were doing. In fact, many of these first century followers knew the Old Testament. They knew the law. They understood the Torah. They knew what the scriptures had taught. They knew what the Ten Commandments were. And so when Jesus begins to introduce uh, in the next few uh, verses of Matthew chapter 5, he begins to address some of these commandments. And the first one is, thou shalt not murder. And, in, and really what Jesus is going to get at is the heart behind that. Not the physical act of you didn't kill anybody, but the heartbeat behind that. How do you feel towards another human being? If you call them a fool, if you felt angry at them, you've actually killed them. And that's like, whoa, Jesus, what are you doing? And so, again, the Sermon on the Mount is this thing that exposes the heart of the followers of Jesus. And so I hope that you enjoyed this teaching uh, that I gave at our, at our church here at Casper Alliance. And when we jump in on it, it'll pick up at Matthew chapter 5, verse 21. Verse 21. Have you heard that it was said that those of old you shall not murder? What's Jesus referencing right there? One of the what? One of the commandments. Thou shalt not kill. And whoever murders will be liable to judgment. And the Pharisees and scribes around the table or around the mountain are going, yeah, that's right. Follow the Ten Commandments. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to counsel. And whoever says, Whoever says, you fool, will be liable 
to where? The hell of fire. So if you, if you are offering your gift at the altar there, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you put him, you put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. Jesus is saying, you know thou shalt not kill. And people are going, yeah, we haven't murdered anybody. And he's saying, good for you. But there's something deeper here that God is trying to to show us. And there's something deeper here that my followers are going to have. And it's not just, we're not going to kill people. Because you know what? That's easy. Good, you didn't kill anybody. You want a cookie today. There's something deeper going on here. There's something more that's happening. And Jesus is, is beginning to trash. Trash the way of living. He's beginning to say, this way in which you followed these rules and commandments, I'm not here to abolish them, but how you're doing it is all wrong. Because it's not about the actual rule, it's about the heart of the follower. It's about the heart of the person who's going to be part of the kingdom of God. John Stott said, if the Beatitudes describe the essential character of disciples, this next section should characterize the influence its disciples have on the world. So Chris taught about the Beatitudes last week. Those are the characters characteristics of people who follow Jesus. This next section is all about how we impact the people around us. So Jesus is saying, yeah, great, you didn't kill anybody. But you called somebody a fool. And by calling them a fool, you did something even worse. You landed yourself in the fires of hell because you degraded another human being. You put them lower than you. So again, Jesus is not coming to abolish the law. He's saying, I'm going to introduce myself as the person who fulfills the law. This story that you guys know, scribes and Pharisees and followers of the Jewish ways, it's about me. And my followers are going to look like this. And I'm going to create, just like the plan was in the Old Testament, a contrast community within the world, so that people will see me and see God, Yahweh. And this is how people who follow Jesus live out their life. Sure, it's easy to follow the Ten Commandments. It's easy to follow these rules. There's something deeper going on. And ultimately, Jesus, through this teaching, is saying, you will become a kingdom of people who are the mediators to the world to show my love, my grace, and hope for life as you walk out on this world. And this isn't a new thing. Turn with me to Jeremiah 31. Really quick. Jeremiah 31, Old Testament. Flip back one of the prophets, major prophets. This was foretold, talked about. This is Jesus coming to the table saying, this is what I'm all about. Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. Jeremiah says this, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, 
though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Who is the only person in creation who has the ability to forgive the sin and remember the iniquity no more? The person of Jesus Christ. This is foretold about Jesus, that the law isn't being abolished. The law is coming, and Jesus is going to establish his rule and reign in the hearts of the kingdom of the people so that they can live out this Christ-centered God kingdom life here on earth. And not just for those who have, but for the have-nots. Not for those who are in the temple gates, for those who are outside. Not just for the Jew, but for the Gentile. Not just for the people that they thought it was for, but for everyone. And this is what Jesus is getting into when he starts to talk about all these different things and relational issues within Matthew, the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. So sure, you haven't killed anybody, but how are you treating other people? What do you think about another human being? Again, we'll bring up the news for two seconds. Do you watch the news and get angry? Yes. And you look and they're tearing down statues and you go, what fools. In fact, I've heard on our news site, many of them, these people are morons. I'm telling you, as your pastor, it's not our responsibility or our place or even our call to say that. We don't get to say that. If we're kingdom people, we don't get to do that. Because now you have committed murder, is what Jesus is saying. This, the words of Christ, should make all of us incredibly uncomfortable and hard to deal with. So when Jesus begins to speak and he starts to teach and he reaches out and, and with his words uh, impacts our heart, and like I said in, in the teaching on our Sunday morning here at Casper Alliance Church, it, there are words that are hard to deal with. They, they expose our flaws. They expose, expose some of uh, our failures. Um, and let's just frankly be honest. Uh, rage and anger is kind of the currency of today. It is so easy for us to be angry and frustrated and annoyed with other people and and to even just dismiss the other people and to say and to and ultimately like jesus says in matthew to call them fools or say their behavior is they you're just and just oh and so when we when we look at the words and hear the words of jesus it's hard it's rough on the soul so what do we do with that that's the question what do we do with that well this is where as as jesus begins to unpack and we're going to you know step through a couple more uh talks here in the next couple days as he unpacks this teaching again he is trying to reorientate the heart of his followers to point just to him and how would jesus respond how did jesus respond when he was taken before the courts and he was tried did he remain silent yes he did how did jesus respond to people that that he should have had conflict with even when, when Judas betrayed him, what did he call him in the midst of that betrayal? He called him friend. The behavior and the, the attitude that Christ had towards people is what he's trying to impart on us. To be, to be people 
who love others. And so as he as he teaches through these six kind of different things that focus on some of the commandments, he's getting to the root, to the heart and saying, my people are going to have a heart that's changed to where I will put my my forgiveness and my truth and my life into their heart so that they live counterculturally. So it's easy of t- today to be angry. Like I said, it's the currency of today. We spend our, our rage really easy. But what would it look like to have people who love Jesus act differently, to behave differently, to not be angry, but to be loving? I recently just heard uh, a pastor in, in North Carolina say, treat people as though Jesus died for them. His name is Duran Gray because he did die for them. What a challenge. What a challenge to treat people as though Jesus died for them because Jesus actually did die for them. What great words from a pastor out there in North Carolina, Derwin. Um, and so that's, that's a challenge to us. We have to treat people as though Jesus died for them because he did. And so uh, as we think about that and as we drive around and as we're listening to this on the radio and we're seeing people run red lights or drive really slow uh, or be annoying on the road or just like hear about some of the stories of the day, please listen to the words of Christ. Don't be angry, but be loving. So I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray uh, against that for us. It's a, it, once again, it's for me too. I need that. It's really difficult for me sometimes when I'm driving home from work and people are going really slow and I just want to get home and be with my family and I get frustrated at them. And so I'm going to pray that. Lord, I pray for us uh, as a Christian community that we would have a heart that is loving, that is caring, that, that uh, doesn't get angry. That because we love you, you've taught us to love others. And so, Lord, uh, continue to stir us up, continue to challenge our hearts, continue to challenge our minds so that we can be a people, a community that lives differently today, that lives countercultural today, that, that lives by love today. We ask that in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Hey, have a great day, everyone.